Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. We love you. We love, we love Pastor Tim. We love River Valley Church. And we're blessed to be here with you again today. This morning, I'll just say, um, of course, it's wonderful to be with you. But as we were worshiping today, I just had this moment of just melting before the Lord as I realized this is what it's like in heaven. Come on. When you know people and they're a part of your life and you're a part of their life and then you get to worship together. Yeah. It's precious. Yeah. So happy to be with you. So Larry and Lavana have, um, have been a part of our, our church family for over 25 years. And uh, we've walked through all kinds of stuff. And they have been a true mom and dad, ones that um, sit with you and comfort you in seasons of needing comfort, and ones that come alongside and, 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 and correct you in seasons of correction. How many of you know we all need that? You're all looking at me going, yes, he does. Amen. They have been our biggest cheerleaders and champions, and they have been the ones who have stood beside us in prayer and intercession for literally decades. And um, as we sit this morning, here's, here's really my heart for our church family. Many of you have never gotten the chance to either meet them, or maybe this is a new thing for you to, to hear apostolic leadership. But what we're going to do this morning is I want to just take a, a few minutes and have them invest a little bit of their life in us. I want you to hear the story of their journey, of what God's done in them. And we're talk a little bit about what God's currently doing through their lives. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be apostolic leaders and why that's important for the local church. And so I really want you to tune your heart this morning because these are family conversations. These are conversations that get us uh, away from the front door and into the living room, amen, where we sit together and we get to just learn and grow from each other's lives. And I, I can tell you right now, there are not two people in the world that I would want you to learn and grow from more than this couple right here. And their journey is going to inspire you in your faith. It's going to challenge you in your commitment. And it's going to lead you into some deeper steps of what God wants to do both in your life and in us as a church community. So, Pastor Larry and Levon, will you take just a minute, um, and you guys get to figure out who's going to start this off. Can you give us a little bit of background um, on your guys' journey? Because it has been one where God has shown his faithfulness from the time, from, from the time of being young in your life and really placed a calling on both of your lives into ministry, leading in the local church. Can you just give us a little bit of a, a history journey uh, this morning so that we can kind of grab a hold a little bit of, of just what God has, has deposited in you? Wow. It's always hard to do, especially when you're as old as I am. <laughs> but I will say um, I've been so extremely blessed of the Lord to have known him from five years old. And my older brother will say, thank you, Jesus, because this redhead girl that had a lot more red hair back then had some temper, too. And, uh, you know, God is just so good. Uh, I laugh now as I remember so many things. Literally at five years old, I remember going to an altar, and I was seeing the hell flames. I mean, you know, I, obviously I needed that. 
but uh, you know, the Lord was so gracious and brought me from that fear place to a place of real love and knowing the goodness of the Father, the faithfulness of the Father. And so fast forward into teen years, um, you know, I, I was a churchgoer, uh, and God was gracious, but I didn't know him that much. Just knew him as a rescuer many times because my family was very dysfunctional. World War II dad came home with PTSD with no help, and on and on it goes. But God used everything in my life because he doesn't waste anything. You know, I've, I've joyed in at least 35, 40 years of counseling, crisis intervention, all kinds of things that I think, God, I wouldn't have been prepared for that had you not graced me to walk through some of those hard places. And I want to encourage you, he never wastes anything. Um, you know, we didn't have all of the Bible degrees and everything. We just trusted Jesus. And we were just in his training plan. And so uh, sometimes we learned really hard ways, but he always brought us back to his goodness. Uh, we were a part of pioneering from very young ages uh, because God knew that that was going to be our life, pioneering. And so we were involved in pioneering homeschool movement. We were involved in pioneering women's ministries, men's ministries, on and on and on. We were a little thick-skulled on realizing that we were really called pastors. It took us a while. But God was gracious, and in our midlife crisis around 40, we started a church. So God was good. He's, uh, you know, one of the joys of being this age in the Lord is being able to laugh at yourself now and realize that he laughed too. He laughed too. And he also celebrated. And so I just want to say to you that he doesn't waste anything. I'd just like to say again how blessed we are to be a part of this family and uh, to be loved and accepted as part of this community. And I want to say how proud I am of Pastor Tim Fortin and say to you here in front of everyone that you, to me, you are a beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I honor you for the great man of God that you are, the great work that you're doing. I want to join you in, in appreciation of all of your team of leaders that you have working with you, a team of leaders that are moving together in a community of faith and action. Uh, we really enjoyed the service this morning. The worship was awesome. Um, the uh, meeting new people, we uh, want to say that we, we love you. We love River Valley. I'm thankful to be a part. And uh, as Pastor Tim says, we've been a part of this family for 25 years. Uh, although we live in Tennessee, maybe you can tell <laughs> that uh, we're not from here. But uh, part of our heart is here because we have, uh, we have adopted you as part of our, part of our family. Uh, Lavana shared some of our story, and uh, it's too long to tell, but um, we've been involved in uh, a lot in campus ministry. I was a university professor. I've had three great careers. I'm very thankful. I was a university professor, then I was a pastor, and now I'm in my third career, which is a missionary apostolic leader, 
uh, planting churches, training ministers, traveling to the nations, and establishing the work of the Lord in many places. I don't know what my fourth career will be, but I'm enjoying the first three and uh, have, having a great time and thankful that you were part of that. You forgot grandfather. Well, thank God I am a grandfather. Um, but first, I probably should say that I've been married to my first wife for 51 years. It, it's, it's, I can tell you something on him because I've got him on the spot here. When we go to uh, the different nations and, you know, you're, you're stepping into a new culture and he's getting to know them and, and this is the typical way, you know, of talking about how grateful we are. Um, but sometimes he'll introduce me to his as his girlfriend of 51 years. She is. That's She's a good girlfriend. start. Come on, there you go. I, I still have sparkles in my eyes over this lady, so I'm really, really thankful for her in my life. I'm thankful for our two adult children. Uh, some of you know Christy and Evan, and uh, thankful that Evan is now the lead pastor of the church that we founded 35 on, years ago. Awesome. He's doing a great job, uh, and the church is advancing. It's been a difficult time for all of us, but God's grace has been sufficient, and I'm thankful that uh, Evan has led the church through this time. We've been there to support him, encourage him, and help him along the way, and our two children have given us four grandchildren so far. Christy has two sons, age seven and nine. They live about five hours from us, too far away. Mm -hmm. But Evan, of course, is in the same town. He's married to his beautiful wife, Adrian, And they have adopted two beautiful Hispanic children that don't look anything like me, but I just love them <laughs> so much. They, they, there was a place in my heart that I didn't know I had and when they came along, uh, that place just opened up, and they fit that place in my heart. Anybody grandparents here, and you know about that story, about there's a place in your heart for grandchildren? God gives you a place for your children, and it's awesome. And then he gives you a place that you didn't know you even had. It's a place that you didn't know needed to be filled. But once you get those grandchildren, there's nothing like it. Any grandparents want to agree with me today? <laughs> their, their names are, our, our grandchildren are Nathan and Joseph and Benny and Ellie. And we think they are nearly perfect. Come on. Isn't it fun just to hear uh, the goodness of God? Uh, if you had an opportunity to just sit with them, I, I've had the privilege of uh, just traveling with Larry um, and sitting and hearing the stories of God's goodness and faithfulness in their lives has been something that has really inspired me to, to stay faithful to the things that God's called us to. You know, all too often we see in life and in ministry, uh, pastors and leaders um, who were not able to stay the course, and the majority of time it's a character issue in their life. And here's a couple that sits in front of us today who have walked faithfully before God, who've honored Him with their lives, have not been perfect, and they'd be the first to tell you that, but have continued to walk the path that God's called them to, and literally thousands of people have been the recipients of the grace and the love that's on their lives. Up above me here, it says, a life of love. If you've been around Larry and Lavana for more than five minutes, just you can't help but to feel the love that comes from them. And 
And I, I just, for us as a church family, I think that's one of the deposits that God has given us in relationship with you, um, is new dimensions of understanding the love of the Father, but also understanding what it means and feels like to be loved by a mom and a dad, um, and, and to teach us how to love one another. And you guys have been such incredible examples of that, not only just to us, but um, in your current role, you guys are doing some pretty wild and crazy things. Uh, Lavana, you do a ton in your city when it comes to the areas of prayer. You mentioned a little bit about the counseling space of your life um, and how you get to walk with your community in that. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody more invested in their community and, and their hometown, their Jerusalem, connecting with the kingdom of God than you. Every time I'm talking to Pastor Larry, He's always telling me about you're out doing this or you're out doing that. And LaVon, I just want to say thank you for that because a lot of times um, we can get further on in our lives and just, just miss what's right around us. And you not only prayer walk your city and still help to coordinate and lead prayer events, um, but you are actively engaged and involved with community leaders. Um, and I just want to say thank you for that example um, for us because we each have community that we're involved in that God set us in. And Lavonna, you do just an amazing job. Can you just share just a little bit about your heart in that space, why that is so important to you in this season of your life? And I know you've been doing it from the time that you guys planted um, in Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, the church, but what, why has that been just such a, a high part of, of kind of your calling? Well, I think, first of all, it was a revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Lord called us to Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, in our naivety, we were sure that we were going to go plant a church in five years and be back home with our families in North Carolina. And the Lord laughed. Mm. Uh, but in that, in that process, um, you know, the Lord kept bringing scriptures to us about, you know, when you're in your city, you know, give your heart to your city. And, and, you know, the Lord really began to birth a message in our hearts for a city. And we found ourselves building relationships with pastors that could walk down the street and not even speak to each other, not even acknowledge each other. Uh, We found ourselves in lots of challenges, Mm -hmm. but the other side of it was the grace of God Mm -hmm. because we were getting out of our four walls. Mm -hmm. This church is beginning to get hold of that message. Mm -hmm. You're getting out of the comforts Mm -hmm. and security of your church walls You're going out into your city. You're going out into your community. You're going out into your culture. And you can change your culture. Uh, The fire of this began to burn in me. And the Lord would surprise me, uh, you know, just walking. Uh, Sometimes I would just walk downtown and just walk around the courthouse. Or uh, there are so many lawyers' offices. And, you know, I found myself walking into the lawyer's office and hello, I just want you to know I appreciate what you're doing. And can I pray for you? And, you know, and they'd look at me. And this one particular one that I later found was called to ministry but didn't have the confidence that he would ever be good enough to do it. Um, you know, he'll, he'll see me on the street and he'll say, hey, that crazy woman, you're that woman that goes around and prays for me. And then usually when I can get him away from other people that he's showing off in front of, he'll say, please, keep, please, please, please keep praying. You know, one time he showed me on a, a piece of paper, you know, he was just scratching all over the place. He said, this is me. This is what goes on inside of me. Please pray. That would never have happened, I believe, unless God had begun to nurture this call to the city in me. 
And I realize the authority in prayer that we have. People will surprise you. And all you have to do is just be there and acknowledge that they're valuable. Because we all need to be affirmed. So that's basically what it is. The one real amazing praise report is we are now into, I believe, almost the 20th year with a rotational prayer every Friday at noon. We're at a different place. We're in our high schools. We're in some of our elementary schools. We're in uh, churches. We're in businesses. We're sometimes even in restaurants. We're all over the city, and we never have a refusal. That's the amazing thing. Because of the faithfulness of God and because people have great needs. Yeah. And the main need is they need to be loved and valued. Come on, that's huge. Uh, I don't know um, if any of you uh, have, have ever gotten a chance to have a conversation with them about this, but uh, they gather with other pastors and leaders in these locations that she's talking about and they have for, for years and they continue to draw uh, leaders uh, from the community into those environments. I've seen them praying. Um, you know, just with political leaders and in, in those environments as well as just in the public sector. And I think that's just something beautiful that, that we, we all want to see God move in our city, amen, uh, in our schools. Um, and it's such a, a beautiful example for us to say, hey, you know, what, what it just really takes is somebody who will just say, here I am, God. Um, I'm, I'm going to walk through my city. Give me opportunity. Um, and God is constantly wanting to do that uh, in our lives. Pastor Larry, you and I have had some fun getting to travel um, to some fun places on earth. Um, if you ever want to see Pastor Larry and his element, stick him out in a village with a bunch of indigenous people, and you will see the calling of God just bloom in his life. Um, this man has traveled literally all over the world to some of the most remotest places and pours his life out constantly in training church leaders, planting churches, um, just having a blast um, with what God's called him to do. And I didn't even know this. I didn't know this until I think the first time I went with you to Nepal. We were standing there talking with a bunch of the church leaders and, and just kind of talking about what God was doing. And one of them said, Dr. Larry. And I said, excuse me? And uh, they call him Dr. Larry because... Larry has his doctorate degree, and if you spent like 10 minutes around this man, from his humility, the way that he carries himself, he never once touts the, the journey that God's brought him in educationally, influence-wise, and all of that, but God has really taken you on an incredible journey with influence through your commitment to education and your desire to um, be in positions that God could use you, and it's opened up some incredible doors for you across the world uh, to be able to sit with people that maybe you would never have had that opportunity if not for that space. And so, Dr. Larry, would you tell us just a little bit about... Um, <laughs> Um, some, some of this journey that God's taken you on and your heart for the nations and why that's been such a big deal when it comes to what you're currently doing um, and the call of God in your life. And it'll lead us into our kind of our apostolic conversation. Well, I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to travel with you, Tim, and others from uh, River Valley Church in uh, Nepal, Philippines, other places. And uh, you do get to know someone when you travel with them. <laughs> And you spend day and night in all kinds of trying circumstances, then whatever is there will come out. <laughs> and so uh, we're not going to tell stories about each other today, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity of working with you and uh, other pastors and leaders from uh, all across America and around the world. 
And uh, as I said, you know, I was, a, I was a college professor, but during that time, I was also leading Bible studies for students and other faculty members and people in the community. We saw God work in the, uh, in the college campuses in amazing, amazing ways and seeing people get filled with the Holy Spirit and getting, getting delivered from drug addictions and, and uh, changing from uh, dealing drugs in their room to dealing Jesus in their rooms. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just a blessing to be in that setting. And, and then the pastoral grew in, in us through that time mm-hmm. to the point that we felt that we had to lay aside the tenured professor position and department chairman and all of those kinds of things to obey God and take the next step and to uh, pastor a church. And so we moved to Tennessee with uh, nothing and no, no place to live and all of those kinds of things. But God provided everything that we needed and, um, and uh, opened up uh, opportunities in the community to minister and so we have uh, the church there, Living Word Church, that's uh, 35 years old, and our son's the pastor now. During that time of pastoring, the missions and apostolic grew mm-hmm. in, uh, in our lives to the point that finally we had to come to the point of saying we believe the next season is to be an apostolic season in our life, a season of uh, releasing the local church to a leader and moving forward to help other pastors and other leaders all around the world. So that's what, uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing now. Honestly, when I left, left the uh, pastoral position, I didn't know if I would have anything to do, but I have far more to do than I can, than I can do. This year, in the midst of the COVID, all the craziness, all the travel restrictions, everything, I've been to three countries, uh, two in Africa and one in Asia this year, and uh, good thing I'm young, and I was uh, <laughs> also, I'll say that I almost got stuck in Kenya, almost got stuck in uh, Ivory Coast, almost got stuck in Nepal. In Nepal, I was there until the last day before they closed the domestic airports and the international airports. But God saw to it that we, we got out and, and got back home. But uh, it is such a great thrill to be able to reach unreached people. People who have never heard the gospel on, yeah. before. Yeah. People who have never even heard the name of Jesus. To have the opportunity to say his name in a village for the first time. And to see people's hearts open up to the good news about Jesus Christ. And we've seen it in village after village in different countries. Honestly, that's where I feel that my primary, primary call is, is to places where no one is going, where no one is, is, has gone before. But there's so many thousands of them, there's no way that I can go. And so God has given us a plan of raising up leaders, training pastors, we, we use the International School of Ministry. It's a video Bible college that's 18 months that uh, our pastors can be trained in, in places where they would otherwise have no opportunity of receiving any ministry training. It came out of the work of Reinhard Bonnke in Africa, where hundreds of thousands of people were receiving Jesus, 
but they went back to towns and villages where they didn't have a pastor who had any training in the Bible or ministry. And so there was no discipleship of those people. And so uh, International School of Ministry was developed out of that. And so we used that to train people in very remote places. I can, um, I can buy a, uh, a smart TV and take a thumb drive with this whole Bible college curriculum in it, plug it in and start a Bible college, train, train ministers. And so we've been training ministers in about 10 countries now. Uh, with uh, Bible, Bible college education for these pastors and leaders. And I want to share with you that some of those leaders are going to places that no one's ever been before. Especially, I'd like to tell you about the Philippines. And Pastor Tim has been there with us in the Philippines. And our model is that we reach out in unreached villages with a ministry for children. We just begin to provide food for the children. Right now, we're feeding about 1,000 children. I thank God for that. But we, we just reach out and begin to feed the children and teach them Bible stories. And adults come and hear those Bible stories, and they want to know Jesus. And so we have the opportunity to lead them to Jesus Christ and form a Bible study with adults mm. and a church forms in a village where they didn't have anything of the Word of God before. We don't go to a village that has any church. Whatever, they have a Catholic church. We don't go there. We go to places where they don't have any church at all Come on. to share about Jesus. Well, I want to tell you about some of our Bible college graduates in the Philippines, 17-year-olds 17 that have graduated from our Bible college are going out into remote villages yeah. where the older people wouldn't go, couldn't go. You can't get there by roads. You have to go on a boat up a river. You have to walk there. You have to ride a horse to get to some of these villages. But these young people are going there, sharing the gospel. These young people are planting new churches. We Come planted on. 13 yeah. new churches in the Philippines out of our Bible college with these young people going out and uh, planting, planting new churches. In, uh, I want to share with you in Nepal, we planted our first church there in the mid-'90s, '96. And out of that mother church, there are a hundred churches in a previously unreached yeah. people group, yeah. people that had never heard the name of Jesus before. Four Bible colleges operating there in Nepal out of this, out of this church. So anyway, I'm very thankful. And if you knew where I came from and to see where God has brought me to, you know it's all the grace of God. Come on. Can we give God some glory for that? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Um, church, I'm just telling you right now, we don't get nearly excited enough about churches being planted. And that's, that's something we're going to grow in together. But I, here, here's the thing. Anytime God plants a new church in a village, it provides an opportunity for the kingdom of God to grow and expand there, for people's lives to be changed. I have personally, firsthand, Pastor Jason and I, have witnessed what God's doing in the Philippines, and that's why we send teams to the Philippines. It's because we believe in what God is doing in the local church and through the local church there. I have personally seen what's going on in Nepal um, and, and what God has done in the Taru people through... Uh, the, the commitment of Pastor Larry and the team there to continue to plant life-giving churches in very difficult environments. And it has been beautiful to see the gospel, the message of hope, 
translated into languages that never heard the name of Jesus as Pastor Larry was sharing. And it's, for us as a church, it's such a privilege to be a part of that. Thank you for inviting us into that space. He didn't even tell you. They also oversee a, a whole bunch of Latin American churches that are both in the United States and in Central America. Pastor Larry operates as um, kind of the chief overseer for an, uh, an international ministry um, that he is a part of and helped found and lead. Um, and there are literally hundreds of churches that find themselves as part of that network and part of that family, learning and growing together. His passion and their passion to get the good news of the gospel out um, is something that I am just so thankful that we get to sit under, participate in, glean from, because there's nothing more important to the Father than when children are called home. And, and the Father is looking for the hearts of those that are lost and far from Him. And, and really, we, we get to see that in action through what happens through local churches being planted, new churches being planted. I and mean, just seeing the, the grace of God that God has poured out through you guys. We're seeing new work starting in Africa and really all over the place. And that is uh, pretty incredible um, just to see the hand of God in that. I want to transition, if we can, just for a moment here and talk about apostolic. Uh, for most of you that are sitting in here, the word apostolic is, is something that you've maybe read in the Bible, the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter and all these. And, and we don't hear that much here in, in the local church in the United States. Um, and I just want to talk for a minute, Pastor Larry, if you just kind of lead in this conversation, uh, about w- what the Word of God teaches us about apostolic covering and why it's so important for the health of the local church. Can you just give us a little bit of just insight in that, and then we'll talk about just how that's interacted in our relationship. I grew up, like most people in America, probably thinking that there were 12 apostles and that was all that there was. And those people walked on water and walked on air and clouds and all of those kinds of things. But uh, I discovered in reading the Bible that there are many apostles in the Bible. And I discovered that God still has that calling today. You know, in Ephesians 4, it says that there are those five those five offices of ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, says that God has called them until we all come to the unity of the faith. Do we still need all those ministries? Until we come to the maturity, to, to the mature man, to the fullness of the stature of Christ, do we still need those ministries today? And I believe we do. We need all of those ministry gifts of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And the apostle part is the part that is probably the least understood in the church today, though it might have been the most understood in the New Testament, where they saw it lived out and functioning there before them. And... I want to just say that the word apostle means one who is sent. It means like an ambassador who represents another kingdom going into a foreign land and, um, and proclaiming the message of the kingdom and uh, recruiting followers of the king. And so uh, that's, what, uh, that's what apostles do. I feel that apostles really provide a function especially for pastors and leaders in local churches. We also, we, as I said, we provide training, ministry training, and all of those things. But there is a connection with pastors and leaders in the church. And I want to say that the main part of that is the connection of a father. 
I see it as more of a father than I do like an overseer or a supervisor or any of those kinds of things that we might have seen in denominational settings that it's really a father's heart. The key part, I think, of apostolic ministry is a father's heart. Uh, Pastor Tim, you heard him talk about that, uh, that I have adopted him as a spiritual son and I, I have a revelation of the heart of a father. Uh, some of you know that I grew up with an alcoholic father, uh, abusive father, and, um, but my dad got saved when I was 10 years old, and I saw him transformed into the best father you could imagine. And I had a great father growing up after that, after that point. And God has revealed that all of those places that were missing in my life, that I didn't have a father to fill in my life, that God, my father, wants to fill all of those places in me. And I want to say that to each one of you. All of us have had imperfect fathers in our lives. All of us have had missing chunks of whatever we needed that were just absent from our lives because we didn't have a father to invest in us. Some of us have been in churches where we didn't have a father heart in that ministry in the, in the church. But I want to tell you, God wants to be that father to you like you never had in your life, that father to you like God always wanted you to have. God wants to be your father. He has fathered me. He's adopted me. He's imparted his father heart into me. And uh, I, I just thank God that I have the opportunity to adopt other leaders. I believe that God calls a, a local pastor to lead a church and a team of pastors to lead a church as elders in the local church. And that's their function is to care for, train, develop, minister to the local church and we see a great example of that here in pastor tim and all of the pastoral leadership team here in this church can i hear an amen amen, amen. and uh I, I thank god for your great example but i feel that my role as an apostle is to care for the pastors to love the pastors in encourage the pastors, strengthen the pastors, train pastors, and bring uh, accountability to pastors. And so sometimes we, call it, we, we talk about an apostolic covering. And that doesn't mean that there's someone who's dominating or, le or leading or controlling the church, but it means that there's someone who is watching over. An overseer means to see over it. It has a view over so that you see needs and you're able to speak into those needs and minister into those, into those needs. That position of overseer is not there to dominate or control or supervise, but it's there to love and encourage and build and strengthen. So I'm thankful for the relationships God has given me with pastors and leaders all over the world and especially here at River Valley. And I would just add to that one thing. You can imagine in all of the years that we've been in ministry now, how many pastors and leaders that we've seen fall or injured or, uh, you know, just, just draw back from the call of God because they didn't understand the path. And without exception, what we've seen is those are people that did not have a father. Mm -hmm. They did not have this role in their life. And... Uh, 
you know, um, Americans especially, we're generally trained to be very independent. Yeah. Uh, that makes it harder for us to be fathered because it can't just be the father pursuing you. It has to be you pursuing the fathers. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to encourage you as a church body, take hold of this. It's a revelation. God will give you that revelation if you ask for it mm. of the father's love. And as you begin to get hold of that, you pursue the fathers. And as you pray for this revelation to permeate the life of this house, you'll see God will raise up fathers and he'll bring in fathers. Well, I I just want to, as we kind of close our time here this morning, first of all, thank you for for being willing to open your life up to others. we have been the recipients of your love and your wisdom and your counsel. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, I actually meet with Pastor Larry every other week. Thursday afternoons, 2 o'clock, if you want to join us, feel free. Um, but we, we talk on the phone every other week and just talk life. He talks to me about my family, how I'm doing um, just health-wise when it comes to emotions and um, purity and all of those things. And I just want you to know as a pa- I am so thankful for that kind of relationship in my life. And then he also asked me about you, how you guys are doing. What's the health of the church? Uh, how, how are we functioning in the things that God has called us to? Um, and, and, and you are carried in this couple's hearts constantly. They're praying for us every time I talk with Lavana. First words out of it, we've been praying for you. We've been praying for you in the church. And, and church, you, you don't know. When we get to heaven, we're going to look back and see what God opened up over our lives because of a faithful couple like this. Uh, but I want you to know how honored I am um, to have had some, some parents lean into my life from a spiritual parenting standpoint. And us as a church, they have been a phenomenal resource for our eldership. Uh, we would not have been able to navigate the last nine years of ministry life without these guys right here. Um, they have provided such wise counsel for us, um, helped us to see the way when we couldn't see the way, um, and have really brought to us great leadership um, and counsel. And, and the greatest part for me is it has been so saturated in love. I have never once not felt loved by this couple right here and their attention towards us. And so um, thank you. Thank you for being willing to invest this season of your life this way. This local church is here because of your investment. Um, we're, we're so grateful that you have said yes to God to follow through on that as well and to walk with us to be. They're going to be here for 10 days. I mean, that's a long time to be away from your grandkids and your home church, and they're going to be here investing in our leadership uh, over these next few days as we go to our staff summit together, um, and they'll be back next Sunday to just invest more in our lives as a church family. Um, can we just take one more moment and give them a hand and thank them for all that they've done? Thank you very much. We love you, Pastor Tim. We love all of you. Uh, here's what I want to do this morning. Um, as I've been praying for them over these past couple of weeks, God gave me a very specific word over their life. And so as a church family, we're going to take a moment. We're going to lay hands on them and pray over them. And we're going to release the word of the Lord. So this is the active participation side of today. Um, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Elders, would you guys come to the platform with me? Um, and we're going to lay hands on Pastor Larry and Lavana. And, and we are just so, we are constantly the recipients of their love and grace. And I just felt like that the Lord wanted to 
invest or reinvest in them as they head into this uh, season that's ahead of them in life. And so, church, I'm going to ask you to join us in prayer today as we pray over them and really just bless them. Have you know it's a really beautiful thing when kids turn around and bless their parents? Um, parents, if you've ever experienced that in your life, it's one of the most enriching things that we have because it's that moment where we see um, what, what the Word of God tells us, where the hearts of the fathers are turned to children and children are turned to the fathers. And this is one of those moments where we get to surround a mom and dad in, in life and in ministry and reinvest in them the things that they've already invested in us, pour back into them uh, the graces that God has extended to us as a church family. And so we're just going to take a few minutes. I'm going to ask you to reach your hands forward. And this is a faith moment for us here. And I want you to join us in prayer as we speak blessing over their life, as we release the word of the Lord over them, um, as we get to just celebrate with us as a local church, but with them as an apostolic uh, mom and dad, next steps of what God has for us. So Father, we thank you so much for this incredible couple. God, we thank you for their leadership. God, we thank you for your anointing upon their lives, God. Lord, we thank you that you have brought them to this house, God, to represent the father and mother heart of God, Lord, to us as a people. And Lord, right now in Jesus' name, we just extend our hands and lay hands on them. And God, we pray for a deep infilling of your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, that you would deposit in them, God, a greater reservoir of who you are, God, and really power and authority, God, as you lead them into this next season. Lord, we pray everything that has been poured out through their lives would be returned to them now in Jesus' name a hundredfold, God. Strength and energy, God. Wisdom and knowledge, understanding, God. The prophetic gifting that you've poured into them. Apostolic insight, God. Lord, everything that they need, God, to function in the season that is ahead of them, God. Lord, would you pour it into them without measure, God. Lord, as they've shown themselves to be such faithful servants of you, God. Lord, today as a church family, God, we just release the blessing of God over their lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Larry and Levon, I just, as I was praying for you, the Lord uh, just put a word, a deposit in my spirit for you. And here's what the word of the Lord would be to you. That great and fresh anointing is coming upon you. For the season that is ahead, God's putting a grace and a favor on you to open doors, not only through the nations of the world, but here, right here in this nation, that a great favor is about ready to be opened up to you and a greater anointing. And even yesterday, as you were sharing with us, that, that vision, the open vision that God had given you about anointing, there's an oil, a freshness that God is putting upon you too to function in this latter season of your life with greater endurance and power. And I just kept hearing the word authority, kingdom authority, kingdom authority to be released through your life. You're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. You're going to see the power of God released through your hand and your prayer in new dimensions like you've been praying for for decades. Levon, you've been specifically asking the Lord to open up some new spaces in the heavenlies to you guys of authority, and the word of the Lord would come to you and say, the Lord has heard your prayer, he's responding to that, and he is coming to demonstrate his power through your lives in new dimensions. There's going to be new spaces opened up, new relationships are coming to you that is going to expand and advance the kingdom of God, that the message of the gospel would not only be heard, but it would be seen in power and authority. And so, Father, we say yes to that word over their life. 
God, would you open up the heavens, Lord, over them, Lord, that wherever they go, whatever place they set their feet, God, you would give them that territory for the kingdom of God. Lord, we pray that the power of God would be evident, Lord, not only in the words that they speak, God, but in the demonstrations of the gospel, Lord, through them, God, that darkness would be pushed back, Lord, that the captive would be set free, that the demonic would be delivered, God, that the sick would be healed, Lord, that the physical power of the kingdom of God, Lord, would be seen through their lives, Lord, as you open up platform and opportunity, God, throughout the world, Lord, Lord, that you your glory, God, would be manifest through their lives, Lord. And Lord, as a church family, God, Lord, we just say yes and amen to your work in them. God, we receive it here in our own lives, God, but we also commission it out to the nations of the earth, God. Lord, that the blessing and that the glory of God would be revealed, God, through this couple, Lord, as you send them, God, forward into this wonderful season that you have ahead of them, God. Lord, may every plan of the enemy be foiled, and God, may the beauty of the kingdom of God, Lord, that it's relevant and and present in their lives, God. Lord, be poured out, God, in every environment that you bring them to, God. Lord, we bless them now in the name of Jesus, both financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, in every way, God. Lord, that their lives would see and reflect the blessing of the living God, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Can we give God glory? I hope today was insightful for you of what it looks like um, biblically when the Word of God teaches us about what family is. And we are so blessed. We could say it over and over and over again, but we're so blessed to have Larry and Lavana um, as part of our church family. And so here's what we're going to do today. Um, we are actually typically at the end of our services, we take a few moments and we get together in groups and, and we talk a little bit about what we learned and what God's doing in our life. Here's what I want you to do before you leave today. Um, I want you to just take a moment and bless somebody that's around. And what I mean by that is just speak a word of encouragement to them. That may come in a prayer. That may just come in in just a few minutes that you're going to spend together. But I want you to just take a moment as we leave this place today um, with our hearts filled with the encouragement of what God is going to do in our our lives. Um, And I'm going to ask you to be praying for our staff and our leadership. We're going to be gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, um, going and just learning and growing together. And then we'll be back here next Sunday. Pastor Larry is going to be speaking to us on, on just the kingdom of God and some generosity spaces for us that's going to draw us forward into all um, God has for us. So let's take a few moments and do that right now together if you're in the room. For those of you that are joining us online, we love you so much. Have an incredible week and we will connect with you next week as we gather back together here online. Uh, God bless you. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.